Welcome to Descender from Klarna, a podcast where we dive deep into the design career topics we all think about, but don't talk enough about. I'm Rachel Rosenson, a designer at Klarna. Each episode of our show, I'll talk with different designers about how they've navigated these tricky situations and what milestones or bumps they've hit along the way. We have three guests on our episode today. Welcome everybody. Our first guest is Marcus Johansson. He's a new father and a curious designer leading the design and designers of the Core Klarna app in our Stockholm office. He's been a part of world-renowned design teams like previously being a principal product designer at Spotify and design agencies like Ape Group, RGA, Creona, and RMM Starsky. Like any good Swede, he likes his pizza topped with bananas. And Marcus, is it also with curry powder on the pizza? Yes, yes, of course. You can't miss the curry powder. That's like the most important ingredient. It's, uh, I look forward to trying this next time I'm in Sweden. I have a lot of questions about this tradition. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have Melanie Luffbird. Melanie still has recurring nightmares about turning in her college design thesis on a USB, as most of us do only to find out it's been corrupted and eaten by the three-headed dog from Harry Potter. Luckily, she did manage to turn in her thesis on time, which took her from her first career as a front-end developer into the world of UX. She's worked in the medical space in New York and across fintech companies in Sao Paulo, Brazil. She believes helping people improve their financial literacy can bring about positive change in their overall wellness and happiness, and brings that mindset to the Klarna Berlin office, where she works on financial tools that empower people to make smarter daily and long-term financial goals. Check her out on Twitter at Melofbird. What have you been tweeting about recently, Melanie? Oh, that's a good question. I've probably just been like retweeting some like funny, I don't know, like I'm, I'm really just into like some retweeting some dumb memes probably. It's a, bit, it's a bit mix of like design relevant stuff and just retweeting memes, so. That's the expected content. <laughs> Dumb memes are great as well. Dumb memes are, we can all, always use more of those. And lastly, we have KJ Vogelius. He's a strategist at mind and a craftsman at heart. During his decade at design agencies in Sweden, like the renowned agency DDB, he worked on award-winning projects for clients ranging from massive to tiny. His work ranges from shaping brands and communications to product design. Most recently, he leads the design team for Klarna's payment methods with a focus on making products understandable and compelling. Outside of work and fatherhood, he currently enjoys geeking out on esoteric cameras and lenses. And what's the latest camera? What's, what's uh, on the wish list? Yeah, I, I'm really into Leica's and the Hasselblad Swedish, Swedish cameras are also super nice. But in particular, like weird lenses with weird characteristics are, uh, are a lot of fun to explore, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So cool, guys. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Today's topic, startup, agency, product company, where should I work? How does the designer's experience differ? This is a topic super close to my heart. So I dropped out of design school right before my thesis year because I wasn't sure who I wanted to be as a designer. And I spent a year first interning at a global design agency, then at Google, and lastly at this tiny graphic design studio in the Netherlands. And for me, coming straight from design school, having these short back-to-back -back experiences really blew my mind as to how different design operations are in these company constructs. And that's really shaped how I've made career decisions ever since. So it makes me all the more excited for this group of panelists who have such a diverse set of experiences. 
I can't wait to dive into your perspectives and let's start at the top. So KJ, I'll throw it to you. What do you think is the difference in design experiences between these different types of companies? I think there's quite a bit of difference depending on the context of the company. I, I don't necessarily think it's only dependent on sort of if it's an agency or if it's a co product company. I think it's more about the DNA of what the company is trying to pursue and also a level of maturity. So I, I think there's a lot of different factors at play. And what do you mean by a company's DNA? Yeah, so that's a good question. So. It, Drawing back on my experiences, it's like, to give an example, I spent quite a number of years at BDB, which is an ad agency at the core. And sort of ads are not sort of the thing I'm the most passionate about. So I wouldn't have stayed there for a long time if it was about working with ads. So we did a lot of other stuff. But at the core of the company, like the DNA was still about making really compelling ads. And even if we tried to build from that core, it was challenging to sort of make stuff that didn't necessarily align with that DNA. So I, I think that's more important from my point of view to find like a place where you feel aligned with what the company is setting out to do. Mm -hmm. And do you think that alignment is about the user base, that the work you're doing, the morals of the company. All these factors can play into it, but I think the important aspect is to feel like you are, that it resonates with you as well, like that it's aligned with what you want to achieve and what you want to work on and what you want to sort of focus on as a designer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. What about you, Marcus? What kind of differences do you maybe see or not see? Well, I think what KJ said is true nowadays, that it is like coming down a little bit to what is part of the, the company's DNA and what their main focus is. Like, like different companies might like come from different, you know, points in time where they focused on different things. I think my, especially my experience, like when I started my career working as a designer, you know, where the most exciting things was happening, it was on the agency side. Like there wasn't around companies such as ours uh, and, and and similar that was solely focused on, on building an exceptional product experience. So the most interesting things was happening on the agency side and that draw a lot of interesting talent and become like this epicentrum of interesting conversation that was happening. But that has shifted over the years. And we have seen companies becoming large players with mainly a product focus, which definitely comes in, into play. Most recently, you know, we have seen new types of agencies that's been coming up that are much more focused on product development overall. I definitely feel that there are a difference and it might be coming from, as, as KJ said, like depending on where the agency is coming from, if it is like ads that there was like their main focus, and then it's definitely going to be a difference be, be compared to product companies. But I also feel that there are new types of, uh, new types of agencies coming up that has this better focused on product development. And, and, and that could also be something that's similar to what we do on a day-to-day. -day. 
Mm -hmm. And why do you think there's been that shift in industry, both in product companies having better design orgs and agencies getting a bit more diverse in their makeup? Well, I think there are some parts that agencies are not just getting involved with. And it's, it comes down a little bit to building, understanding knowledge, insights on what works and what doesn't work with our customers or users. And I think it, it is just too important, too critical having that knowledge within the walls of a company that you can't give that, that job to an agency. That's also the reasons why companies that hasn't been around for such a while have becoming so large. I mean, look at uh, the, the biggest companies that we have, they are the, the Facebook, the Googles, it's just because they are like, you know, work in a method that's very uh, customer focused and, and they're getting the understandings on what works and what doesn't work. So I think that's why it has shifted. It, I think the, the company has tested this, has seen the traction, they have grown and become quite large and they in turn have influence. And that's how maybe the industry has shifted over to not being focused on having the talent in agencies, but being more built around these companies. Yeah, I also feel like I've seen quite a trend where a lot of companies just started acquiring agencies. A lot of banks in the US were just buying up the agency full package, which was an interesting switch to see. Melanie, I'm curious what kind of differences you see with these types. Yeah, it's interesting because I think for me, when I graduated from when I went to design school, I worked at a few smaller design agencies that they worked with clients, but it was more, at that time it wasn't product, it was mostly like websites. In New York is when I started working at RGA. I mean, RGA for me was the first kind of ad agency that I'd ever worked at. And it was interesting kind of what Marcus was saying and KJ as well. I was completely foreign to the world of an ad agency and how that works, the awards and all of that. It was just like very new to me, but at the same time, I was part of the team that worked with products. So even though I was in an agency and agencies tend to have this thing of like, oh, if you work in an agency, you work on a tons of different clients, you get to have tons of different challenges that was kind of sold when you're in school. Actually, I ended up working on the same client for the whole time I was there. And I think in doing that for a couple of years, I realized that there's just so much friction, like they were trying to apply the model they had been applying for having clients and ads to product with pulling in a few people that maybe knew a bit more about product. And now having moved into Klarna, I just have so much more autonomy and so much more control over talking with developers. Just when you're inside a product versus when you're doing client work, there's obviously this client relationship that has different dynamics to it. I think the observations on evolution of agencies is really interesting and I can definitely echo that. An agency today is generally very different to uh, what an agency was 10 years ago or, or even five years ago. And from my time at DDB, I can definitely relate to your experiences. It was like more akin to working at a product company than an agency where traditionally you tended to jump around between a ton of different things from week to week. I think this approach has sort of trickled into a lot of the agencies trying to adapt to the, the requirements and, and the demands of the market more or less. But I think that evolution has also been happening on the product company side where I used to work at a, like ages ago, I worked at a product company supplying the uh, smartphone OS for phones by Sony and, and Motorola and so on. And design was hardly on the map 
back then. This was when the first iPhone was launched and it was super engineering driven and engineering focused and user experience barely registered at that point. The design as a whole has evolved quite a lot during my time in the field. I think it's interesting to see the evolution at, at both both agency and, and product size. One of the things that I feel I've seen agencies offering now is that if a company comes in, they don't have a product team yet, one of the offerings is to help them build out their product team. Our hiring managers would help them hire product designers on their side and help build that out. We would it'd almost be the transitionary thing until they can have their own full product team. And this is something that I think is is very good to you know get experience from and, and be in this context like be working as a product designer it you it doesn't only mean that you're focusing on design and it's contributing in work streams in ongoing work etc it's also having you know one piece of your mind focusing on new opportunities new things that can improve the experience and i think that is one part that may be left out if you're coming more on the agency side because there needs to be some type of negotiation or agreement in place like yes we're gonna use you guys to help us to establish this or build that just by having that process and that new negotiation it kind of locks you away of envisioning what the next thing could be that's very useful to have experience from just like trying to figure out does this render we tested this mvp we got some conflicting insights of data so what should be the next step and that is something that being in a product company uh, that you get more exposure to than being on the agency side i i definitely second that and one of the frustrating aspects i think of being a, at an agency is that you rarely have uh, a guaranteed opportunity to follow up on the stuff you launch. You don't always get to see how your products performs, and that can be really frustrating at times to not be able to follow up and to be able to tweak stuff. Echo that. I think it's kind of this tension with the client where, as you mentioned, Marcus, you have to kind of agree upon a project. It's more difficult to say, hey, actually, we should maybe be doing this other thing or maybe timeline-wise and, and what we should be focusing on feature-wise should be this. It's just such a struggle to convince and they have to go through so much on their side to try to renegotiate and say, well, we've already decided that we're going to use this agency for this thing. And now they're telling us we should be doing some other thing. Being in-house, you're able to build and plan for longer-term things instead of having it be very deadline project-based. So it's almost like as a distinction between being outcome focused and output focused. Being part of a product company, you're always focused on the outcome. You know, what is the effect of this? But at an agency side, we're actually paying them for their service. And then we just need to make sure that we're actually getting the things that we're paying for. And then it puts them in a more output centric mindset, you know, delivering the thing that we have asked for. Exactly. And I think there's some agencies that'll say they're not like that. They'll say like, oh, oh no, we really are focused on the outcome. It's not just output. It's not just about delivering. We want to have quality. But when it comes down to it, it's like, but we agreed on a deadline. The more we push the deadline, the more we're going to have to pay. And I'm not saying that all agencies are bad about this, but it is hard to find ones that really don't have the pressure of like a client being like, you're two months over deadline and we are over budget. Yeah, it's certainly a business at the end of the day, but you know, in a product company, of course, you get to see this result of the things you work on, 
but you also spend less time designing because it's more time looking at data and working with engineers and in all these other types of meetings. Is it worth that lack of design time or hands-on craft time that you might have? Good point. I come from a background of doing more UX-focused stuff. So for me in the agency space, I actually really liked this kind of separation of where I could just do a lot of UX things and then I would work with a visual designer. So I think it is more of a personal preference. I like the the way that you uh, frame it, Marcus, in terms of like output versus outcome focused. And I think with that, the benefit of being at an agency is that you do get to really focus in on the craft and you're expected to deliver things of, of really, really high quality. Like the, the focus on an MVP isn't quite the same. So not necessarily saying that quality is suffering at product companies, but the focus is so much about that specific delivery that you're putting together. So you have to really, really try to cram as much care and attention and craft into it as possible. So I think that's one benefit of more focused process at, at agencies. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree on, upon that. You get the chance to focus more on the thing. And, and it's also just being confronted with more different contexts. At agency, you're probably going to have the chance to interact with mature design companies. And sometimes you maybe need to start from zero and get to up to one. And maybe they have one already and you just needed to take it to the next level. Just getting that exposure and being able to focus more, I think that could be a good benefit for you to evolve in, in your skill set as a designer. I mean, there are benefits on being a little bit more laser focused on the agency side. Since there is a bit of a different focus, do you think that depending on the stage of your career, there's a better environment to work on? Yeah, I think that's something that was kind of started popping to my head is that I think whenever I meet new designers, not necessarily young ones, nowadays there's a lot of people who had had previous careers and are now moving into to product design, um, like a second career. They always ask, what's the best place to start working? And I do think that depending on, again, each person's style, there's different ways, but there's this kind of idea that you work in an agency for a couple of years and it's really high pressure and you get a lot of different clients and it's kind of a lot. And then you can evolve and go in-house or something that's more relaxed and you kind of focus in on one thing. And that's not everyone's path, but I do think it is an interesting path to do. The agency does provide this kind of plethora of options. Sometimes you get this exposure, I think, to a lot of different things, and then you can kind of decide if that's, you know, really what, what you want to do. I think from my side, like this is going to be a, a very, maybe like worrying answer, but I, 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 I think it, it is quite secondary uh, in this junior designer's career. I think what is most important that they find an environment where they feel safe and secure and, and it, it's fun. And I think there's when you're gonna get, you know, the best development in, in, in your career. If I look back and just like I'm comparing, you know, where I feel that I have evolved the most, where I find close colleagues where I really vibe with and I just have this consistent exchange of ideas and you can bounce things with them. And that is what is most exciting. The most important thing is that you find this community that you could be, be part of and, and share ideas. And if that happens to be a product company or agency, I mean, it could be probably any one of them. 
Yeah, it seems to go back to the comment KJ made about the DNA of the company, and that's really that core element. How much do you think the DNA is based on the designers at the company versus the company's, I don't know, openness to design or if the PMs are open to design and those other factors? Uh, I've been in both uh, companies where I felt that I have gotten this exchange from other designers and, and other times where it's come from other places. And so I think I experienced both, to be honest. M maybe it's a more personality side of things. I've been at previous companies where, where I, like, I, I could connect the most with the key account manager. And that was awesome. And comparing that to the DNA, I mean, the thing is like the, the tough part with the DNA is that isn't the industry always in a state of flux. It was always changing. I'm not sure if this was true, but Melanie, do you remember the thing that people were talking about RJ, that they always try to reinvent themselves every six year or something that like, then they just need, need to shift on something else. And that is what is happening. And I, and I wonder if, is that even like speeding up? Is, is that going even faster today? Thinking about the perspective of the DNA, Maybe that is not one thing that you can count on so much because the industry is always like shifting to something next that like is pushing in us in a new direction. It's hard because when we talk DNA as well, I think you sometimes get into culture. And I think there's obviously these larger conversations around how do you find a culture fit in a company because you want a diverse amount of people. So culture doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you're going to get along with everyone. Like you're not all going to be friends, but that's kind of what you want, but it's more about culture of openness, culture of being, listening to each other. But I think in my experience as well, it's a bit of luck. I've had places where the organization of the company was absolutely horrible, but I just had amazing designers and we all like talking to each other. You're like, we know that we deserve better than this. So let's all leave <laughs> um, and go someplace that maybe we're going to be better together. So I think you can find a company that's able to create that environment and have that rapport between the different designers. I, I think the, the people aspect is super important as well. Like finding a place to work where you can like really learn from your colleagues and, and be inspired by them and, and enjoy their company. I think that's sort of trumps almost everything else. If you can find that place and, and find that group of people then you can grow a lot as a designer, I think, regardless of a lot of the other aspects of the context. And since it is so much about the people, I'm curious when it comes to collaboration or your design process, if you felt like there was a shift in how you worked between different types of companies. For me, definitely. As I mentioned, I used to do more UX-focused work when I was working my most previous job at RGA before coming here to Klarna, I would do UX work and I would do a lot of wireframing and planning and flows and talking with developers, talking with the project managers. And then I would talk with the visual designers and we would work collaboratively, just the two of us to solve some problems. Whereas now what we have at Klarna, I'm the only designer on my team. I'm the one that's in all these conversations about this the other day. I don't get feedback from my design superior that is going to like approve or disapprove of something. It's more like I'm working on my own autonomous design. And then we go in our little design circles and say, Hey, okay, so what does everyone think about this and what does it work? Everyone has context to the same issues, but they're able to provide their insight. And so that's just a bit different than when I was at agencies and it was a bit more like I had to go up the hierarchy of like my design director had to see things in order to approve stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think back and reflect on sort of my experiences. And I think there's one aspect of it that that is with more experience, you tend to approach things a, a different way where like the more experienced you are, 
maybe you take more lead of the process and, and take charge of whenever there are question marks. I do think there could be something to it depending on the agency context. You don't necessarily always work as closely with the client or the key stakeholders. There's more often sort of layers in between it. First product company work that I did, like even there, you needed to have sort of entrepreneurial spirit to make things happen from a design perspective. I think that's, that's an aspect that it could be a difference. Yeah, I second that as well. It feels a lot more fluid being in a product company than working in the agency, much more specialized areas that people were responsible for. And I think it's good that we need to be in more control of the things that we're interacting with and, and take more ownership and responsibilities. I think that is a very effective model to base a company instead of having this perfect system. I think that reflecting on us and our success, I think it comes down to that we are quite fast on acting upon things and flexible in, in trying to you know, make things happen and have this very action-oriented mindset all the time. And so, so I, I definitely second what, what Melanie and, and KJ was talking about. So did you feel then when you made that switch, was that speed or that entrepreneurial mindset that you had to jump into, was that overwhelming or did it feel unexpected? Did you feel prepared for this change? I did not. It was definitely a hard transition to me. I thought that it was supposed to be a lot more planned and, and thought out how we were supposed to run things and was I caught a little bit of surprise that you needed to step up and just take so much responsibility. And I definitely had learnings in that transition, you know, projects that I completely failed. If I'm looking back at my career, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I, I think I can second that uh, sort of being surprised of that expectation, but also I think there, to me, there was a sense of empowerment when I realized I can pitch these ideas, especially at this first company I spoke about earlier, where I was working on the smartphone OS and being able to sort of understanding that I could put together proposals and put together ideas and present that to some people and then get a bunch more people excited and a bunch more people engaged into that idea. That felt super powerful and super empowering. And I, I think that, that was like a big learning moment. And I, I'm happy to have had that learning early on, I think. It's, it's funny, I think always everyone comes in trying to faking it and pretending that they're all prepared. And then it's funny to be like, yeah, no, I really wasn't. <laughs> um, even here at Klarna and at previous jobs as well, when I transitioned into a new role, especially I just kind of didn't realize how much responsibility I could have and how much I could take ownership of things. There was a bit of a learning curve in that of being like, you know, people ask me like, oh, well, what do you, what do you think about this? Your opinion has as much of importance as these other ones that we're going to, you know, pull together to make some kind of new feature. It was just a bit of a transition in that regard. I do also think there are like nuances comparing different companies. Like some companies yeah. are more structured, other companies are like a little bit more unstructured. I'm going to stick up my neck here. Maybe we're a little bit more unstructured in sometimes, but to be honest, 
I like to be more in that context than just being put in a box. And I think I've said this like before to other colleagues. My previous experience working for other companies has been more structure and that is great, but I also felt very limited on what I can do. It is a little bit more unstructured from my point of view, but at the same time, you get more the the freedom to create impact as, as a designer. I think that it's a really good observation on the maturity level of the design organization has a big impact as well. I think when thinking about where to work, I think that's also a, a good consideration. There are pros and cons to being at a place where everything is really mature. It's super well organized. It's super well sort of set up for you to be able to grow and, and do really good work, but that can also end up limiting and you can end up with a really small scope of work, which also doesn't allow you to grow. While on the flip side, you can really grow in terms of trying different stuff and doing a lot of different things, perhaps in a less refined design organization. So I think that's also a perspective to add on top of this agency versus product. Yeah, I think it's an experience that I certainly had working at startups, but usually wasn't a design org. and. So in a way, I felt like I never had strong design mentorship to grow my skills, but you're also completely thrown in the deep end where it's sink or swim mentality. So you're learning in different ways. And so I think it's a lot of what is it you want to learn over the next two years, maybe, and then how do you try to find that context and that challenge for it? I think that it's like when you're thrown in the deep end and you're the only designer, you learn a lot of things. It's just different than when you're in a design organization that has more mentorship. You kind of just have to ask yourself, do I want to be in a position where I'm able to be learning from other designers? And there's that kind of knowledge that you gain. And then there's the, the knowledge you gain from being the only designer and having to make decisions and having to just try things out and set up your own design ops. I don't have to talk to some other design friends about moments in their lives where they really wanted that to just take control and moments where they were really wanting to be in a more structured kind of mentored uh, environment. How do you decide that? Because I don't think anyone wakes up one day and says, I would really like to be in chaos. I think my life is too calm and I would like to become a workaholic with no structure. But at the same time, there's all this growth opportunity that comes from these environments and moments. So how do you assess this is the spot I need to be in or this is the situation I want to put myself in? That's such a hard question to get an answer on but I think that you just have to test it out. I think it's great that designers dip their toes in different employers and, and trying to figure out how it works there. And, and if you don't think it's a good fit for them, just look for something else. We have the luxury that our industry is booming right now. So there are multiple jobs that you could, you know, go to and, and, and try out. I always feel that it's, it's super sad to lose uh, a close colleague, for example, if someone else has uh, decided to jump ship here at Klarna, but at the same time, I also feel like congrats to them if they feel like this is the best decision for them. I always like think that it's amazing that they reach this conclusion that they want to try out something new. So I'm not sure if you can get an answer before actually trying it out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh, a simple metaphor, but it is a little bit like dating. I think what I tell a lot of people is, just to not put themselves down if they go to a place and it doesn't work. I see a lot of designers putting certain companies on pedestals and saying, this is my dream to work here. And they work there and it doesn't work. And then it kind of crushes them because they think maybe they're not good enough or they get cynical that like every company that they think is inspirational actually isn't. 
And so I just tell people, you know, try it out. And if it works and amazing, or if it worked for two years, three years, and then now it's not working anymore, then you just have to move on. But that doesn't mean that it was a failure to try or just because you didn't like working at one startup that you should then not work at startups anymore. I know, Rachel, you've moved around a bit. Like for me personally, only recently have I been thinking more about making any kind of career moves based on my actual design desires. I was living in New York and then I decided that I wanted to move to Brazil. So I kind of just let that like see what opportunities led me there and then end up here in Berlin. So I think there's also other parts and what environment you want to be in, what, what different experiences you want to explore, not just the company itself. I think that's it's spot on uh, trying out different things like the worst thing that can happen is that you don't like it that you don't enjoy it but I think there are learnings to get from all these different sort of contexts that we've been discussing like mature versus immature agency versus product company I, I think you can learn a lot you can grow a lot uh, regardless diverse a set of experiences is the most important aspect almost. And maybe to, to go back to the topic you brought up before of design maturity, I'm curious how you define that, if it's, if it's about the maturity of the organization, of design leadership, of the product itself that you'd be working on. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to put one criteria in there. I think it's sort of staffing it's having enough designers to go around it's organization having the designers in key spots and having a, a seat at the table it's about processes to sort of pursue the right things and having it sort of ingrained in the everyday in the minds of more people than just designers it can be hard i think to gauge from the outside or judge from the outside if it's a company that is mature or if it's just lacked out in terms of creating uh, some good work that is visible to the public. I, I think it once again comes down to sort of trying to get some in inside information on how design is approached at a place of work. It's the iterative design process of the design career. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It depends on what kind of challenge you do, because there's the challenge of fighting for design within an organization, which is an interesting challenge that maybe people want to have. I know people that have moved into jobs and they, they didn't have anything design-wise, but that was part of what they were seeking. They're like, I want to be the one that really crafts something from zero. I think it's understanding that if you're crafting from zero, you're going to spend a lot of time fighting for design, which is different than spending your time actually doing some design. And, and again, not that one is, is worse than the other, because it has to start somewhere. You need someone to go in there at, at ground zero. I think it comes down a little bit to how established like a process is. If you can ask questions around how designers work together with other people within the company, if you feel that you're getting a very fixed, clear answer, I think that could be a signal that it's, it's being matured into the company. I think there's almost like two sides to this question. One side is how mature is design? And how mature is the company? Maybe the more mature company is have more rigid process. And, but if you, as KJ said, like, do we have a seat at the table? Are we involved in all the right conversations? So we've talked a lot about jobs you've loved and interview processes you've loved. On the flip side, what are the worst design jobs that you've taken on? I think my... My worst experience was maybe miscommunication or mis misunderstanding from my side, but 
I joined a company where I thought I was going to be able to work on a completely new redesign of their product on the web. And, and that's how they pitched the, the idea for me. I ended up working on everything except that. I think I stayed there for maybe like six months and then decided like now it's time for me to look for something else. Yeah, I feel pretty fortunate in that I don't have any sort of like design related really really bad experiences. I've, I really enjoyed my time at the different companies and I do feel like I've learned a ton at all of them. Then of course, there's been sort of periods where it's been frustrating aspects and I've felt the need to change things around. And I've been able to make that happen either at the same place of work or, or by moving companies. Being at a company over a period of time versus switching is also something that can have pros and cons, but in terms of the, the places in work where I've come to a point where I felt like, yeah, all right, this isn't really working out. It's been about sort of the, the DNA that I spoke about earlier. Like, I think most clearly it was at the place I mentioned previously, where I, I was working with the smartphone OS for the phones that were sort of yeah, I, I don't know if you remember how smartphones were back before the iPhone. They had the hardware keyboards and resistive screens and so on. And user experience uh, didn't even register on the list of priorities. It was very engineering driven. And fortunately with the iPhone, we could argue that, yeah, user experience is important. But the DNA of the company and sort of the, the priorities that had existed up until that point meant that the gap in where we as designers wanted to get the product and what was possible on a technical level, that gap was just too big. And I, I felt at that point like, yeah, sticking around isn't worth it. So I, I wouldn't call that a bad experience, but more about recognizing when it's it's time to try something new basically that's super important i really feel like you have to take a check on like when is the time to maybe move forward on some on a particular experience that you've had it's definitely this challenge i feel like personally i don't want to be a quitter but also you have to acknowledge at some point you can be growing more somewhere else. And I feel like a lot of times people might get stuck at a job for an extra couple of years and they really could have been there because they feel like they're giving up by walking away. But how do you kind of come to terms or feel like you can wrap up an experience at a previous job in a, in a positive way? I think it's a trap. It's a security to stay on, on the thing that you currently have. If you're, you're not happy in that place and you stay on, you might end up in a spiral that's taking you to a very negative space. That's something that you need to be wary of. Yes, it's going to be an investment to find a new job. You, it is a process and you need to go to interviews and you need to prepare your portfolio and you need to learn new people. It's going to be an effort, but I think most of us can look back and, and just reflect upon when you actually come to terms with such a decision that it's actually been worth it. That you have gotten something in return, a new experience. And, and yes, in the moment, it maybe like put more work on you, but in the end, it's, it's helped you to be in a better place. Yeah. I would always say first step is to, to talk about it. The first step is to voice that those concerns and say, this is why I'm not happy. You don't have to feel that you're just giving up. But I think if you're in a 
a place and you say, here's the problems, and then you realize that those problems are not ones that can be fixed at the company, like they're not ones that would require maybe just hiring someone new or mixing up the structure a bit, then maybe you should be moving on to something else. Because there's some problems that you just take a moment and say, hey guys, I think this is what needs to change. And sometimes they do change. But if you keep, you know, trying to make that change and it doesn't happen, then yeah, it's probably time to, to move on to something else. I would second these uh, suggestions for sure. I also think it's about going on gut feel. If it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel sort of fulfilling or enjoyable or you don't feel inspired or engaged by your work, then something needs to change. And oftentimes it can potentially be changed within the company or within sort of the specifics of the role. But other times it's factors that go beyond the details and that's maybe the time to think about what other opportunities are out there yeah and i have to say so many designers i think don't change jobs literally because they don't want to work on their portfolio like <laughs> two weeks cancel all your plans just get shit done you've already done the work make the portfolio but i have so many friends who've stayed at jobs for an extra year avoiding it you're gonna have to do it eventually so just uh get to it this center is sponsored by the design team at klarna it is produced by francesco cutolo mina engelmark anusha yusen and rachel rosenson to learn more about the regular career paths on the klarna design team head to klarna.com careers a special thanks to Carl Riemer for our cover art and Hadrian Eggström, a.k.a. Adenima, for our music. If you want to check out more of his music, go to tinyurl.com slash adenima. Got questions you want to hear from other designers elsewhere? Write us at descender at klarna.com. See you next time.